this is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriots. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Hello, everybody. How are you this evening? You are locked and loaded right here on Live from America. How you doing? God bless you. Thank you for joining in. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot, coming to you from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And it's an honor and a blessing, and I appreciate being able to do this job for each and every one of you every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, And of course, yes, we are live on all of our social media platforms, including digital TV like Roku and Fire Stick. We have our own channel there, LFA TV. And with our digital distribution partners, Real America's Voice News, of course, we're on there, Roku and Fire Stick TV as well. And uh, Samsung TV, Apple TV, Android TV, Pluto, Dish Network, and many Many more different avenues for you to watch uh, Real America's Voice News. And if you like Live from America, then let Real America's Voice News know that it is one of your favorite shows on the network and definitely one of the most energized shows on the network. Thank you very much. Look, I didn't start with a cold open this morning for a reason because I wanted to explain to you what was happening in this video that you are about to see. In this video... You have a reporter, a Bulgarian reporter in European Parliament questioning what the Biden administration has already admitted about the biolabs in Ukraine. And of course, the European Parliament and the globalist elite do not like when they are questioned. Oh, no, so much to the fact that they decided to kick her out of there and expel her from the European Parliament for simply pressing them on the biolabs. Check this out. ...military pilot laboratories in 25 countries, bordering on the U.S. Uh, main rivals, Russia, China, and Iran. And why has the number of deadly outbreaks in all those countries increased dramatically since the start of the military program of the United States in these countries? Um, I will just say unequivocally and undeniably, the U.S. does not have a military biological weapons program. Period. End of statement. Uh, Number two, we have been working, and I do know for the Department of Defense, they've been working with partners in parts of the world to ensure that those laboratories, and we train them on how to do diagnostic tests on these diseases, to ensure that they can manage them and also safely secure those pathogens so they're not accessible by terrorists or by criminals who would do ill with them. Why are all these projects classified information? All these biolaboratories uh, of the Pentagon in 25 countries across the world, why are they classified information? They're, they're not classified. They're openly uh, available to anyone who wants to look at them. No, I tried to. Uh, okay, okay, okay. No, this is not true. They're classified think... information. No, no, no. You had why? your chance. It's not an investigation here. I'm very what sorry. What are you talking about? Uh, of about course, but the, I will not let you. I will not give you the word real, like this. We, we try to answer your questions, but that's not the place. Case closed. Thank you very much. 
one more question. No, no more questions. I take questions right now. What is the need of military biolaboratories of the United States in 25 countries across the world? Can't answer that question. It's, That's not his capacity. This is public area. I can. Uh, sorry, I can use the elevator. I can use the elevator. Sorry, not this one. This one's full. No, it is not full. Please, I can use the elevator. I can use the elevator. No more questions, though. Why? See how they bullied her? No more questions, though, and she continues to press them in the elevator, and they don't want anything to do with her. Matter of fact, they end up booting her out of the elevator completely. Talk about bullying. What about his toxic masculinity? What about his toxic masculinity pushing a reporter out of the elevator while she's trying to get in there? Look, it only matters, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a conservative or you support Trump. Anybody outside of those two two, uh, labels basically is allowed to do anything they want. They can never they can never get cancel cultured or anything. That is despicable. And big shout out to her. And and you know what? Her reporting. I, I've I've watched uh, more things uh, with her since I've since I've seen this. And her reporting is excellent. She asks real, factual questions, and she backs them up with evidence of why she asked the question. And she wants to know what people's uh, what people's statements are. Now, the guy, the, the first guy that said unequivocally there are no bio labs, even though the Biden administration admitted to it, um, he had that nice, beautiful Hitler haircut. Did you see that? All you needed to put on him was a little Hitler mustache. You would look just like Hitler. And of course, his associate there told her, you know, we've had enough. You need to leave the room. And of course, everybody then went wild and started clapping. Yay for intolerance. Yay for inclusion. Yay for treating women with decency. Of course, that is the left, and we don't expect that much out of them. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say happy birthday. It is a happy belated birthday, but I would like to say happy birthday to nine-year-old Lily. What a beautiful dame. I have a daughter named Lily as well. Nine-year-old Lily. She turned nine on Friday. Apparently, she's a big fan of the show, sings sings my music and everything, and says the Lord's Prayer with us every day. Uh, Lily, I'm sorry I missed your birthday on Friday, but happy belated birthday to you, my dear, and I hope your birthday was wonderful. I would also like to ask for prayers, if I could, for Chris and his wife, Camille. Um, She has, uh, they found a massive tumor next to her heart, and she goes in for biopsy tomorrow. Folks, we all have issues. We all have problems. We're all experiencing big-time problems, economic, financial, and others, but When you hear stories like this and people reach out to you like this, you cannot help but to put everything in perspective and realize, wow, I don't have nearly the amount of troubles as some of these folks. And I just want to say, Chris and your wife, Camille, we will be praying for you. Also, uh, folks, request for prayers for Maria. Uh, She works for a Russian transportation company, and they might all lose their jobs because of the sanctions and the boycott against anything Russian. And uh, thousands of people will lose their job. They've been getting hate mails, email, calling them uh, racist, talking about killing them and, and, and all sorts of stuff. It's pretty crazy. And we need to realize, ladies and gentlemen, that exactly what the world is doing towards Russia and Russians is what they accuse conservatives and Trump supporters of doing for the last four or five years. So, uh, excluding a certain race or a certain group of people. And basically putting them under an an umbrella and hating them. That is hate. Those are hate crimes. That is racism. And that is exactly what we're trying to get rid of. But when you put the Democratic Party in charge, this is what you deal with. So big prayers for Maria and a lot of prayers again for Chris and his wife, Camille, ladies and gentlemen. They definitely need it. And we do have the power of prayer and I'd like to also say Matt, uh, Matt Darkus, uh, his, his, uh, his situation worked out uh, well for him. Cannot find any more cancer, and prayers definitely worked. Prayer is powerful, and we need to make sure that we're constantly praying for our brothers and sisters and even praying for me, folks, because I myself need to make sure that I am a better Christian every single day. And sometimes I lose sight of that. Sometimes I do li- lose sight of that. So everybody on Getter... If you're watching on my Getter page, if you're watching on Real America's Voice Getter page, if you're watching on the Rumble page, do me a favor, share the video as we get ready to go to the Lord on this March 15th, 15th, excuse me, year of our Lord 2022. Picture yourself standing at the edge of an ocean on a beach covered with pebbles that represent problems. Yours, your families, your friends, 
The whole entire world, all of these pebbles on this beach represent everybody's problems. As you pick up these small stones and hold them close to your eyes, examining their details, they obscure your view of the grandeur all around you. I'm calling you to put down all the pebbles for a time so that you can experience my presence and receive my unfailing love. From Psalm 33, 5, the Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of unfailing love. And from Psalm 16, 11, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And before you turn out the light tonight, in this quiet hour, lay down your problems and lift your head to all my treasures. Reserved just for you. And the theme this year on Live from America, ladies and gentlemen, is joy. It is joy. And I know that we've been hearing a lot of bad news. I know it feels like we can't get any better. Every day is worse. But the joy, folks, is always there with you. It is in Jesus Christ. The joy is in Jesus Christ. That's where you go to replenish your joy. And you come back out, you fight for a while, and you go back in and you replenish your joy and your, and your stamina and your wisdom. And you come back out and you fight for a while. But you always have God with you. So speaking of that, let's go to the Lord's Prayer. Please remove your hat if you are wearing one this evening. And let's say it from your lips to his ears. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And for all those who are just tuning in, maybe you're tuning into Live from America for the first time, you can go to JeremyHarrell.com because we do a morning show as well at 11 o'clock Eastern time. And you want to make sure that if you do like the show and you find value in it, that you can watch each and every show that we do twice a day. On many social media platforms, digital TV platforms, and of course at night here on Real America's Voice News. Speaking of that, let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back right after this. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I want to talk about something real quick, and I wanted to talk about this more with my Life from America family than I did with the Real America's Voice audience. And that is this. Look, I get a lot of emails that say you're not a real Christian because you call people names, okay? And I, get, and I addressed this a little bit this morning, and I want to address it a little bit more right now, if I could, if you'd allow me to. So I'm not in any way, when I, when I, when I talk about this, I'm not in any way going to compare myself to Jesus. But I do want to use Jesus as a reference. Now, Jesus called a lot of people names, and rightfully so. He called them fools. He called them cowards. He called them hypocrites. He called them snakes, vipers, den of thieves, liars, cheaters, criminals, hypocrites. The list goes on and on and on. I will say the difference between Jesus and myself is that Half of the time that I'm calling somebody a name, I truly am angry. I'm angry at them and I'm lashing out. That is one thing that Jesus did not have in his heart when he called these people uh, the names that he called them. He called them these names because those were the names of the times that described a characteristic of somebody who was literally going against everything, everything of God's word and against the people and against the community and against right and wrong. And they were doing terrible things. And that's exactly why I call and label the characteristics of the people like Lindsey Graham when I say he's a rhino coward and he's a traitor. When I call people loser, when I call people liars or weak or cowards, I'd say a good half of it, I probably am a little angry. And that is something that I'm going to work on. But you have to understand something, ladies and gentlemen. Even the one who didn't sin ever called people the names that described who they were and what they were doing. And in this world, unfortunately, we have to call what people are. Now, if I'm sitting here and I say fat, even though I'm heavy, I can understand that. If I'm sitting here and I'm calling people, you know, you know I'm swearing and I'm calling people derogatory names like, you know, the A word or, or something like that, then I can understand that. 
But I will say, I'm working on it. I'll try to get better. Don't be surprised if I don't. But, I, but through God, through God, all things are possible. So just know that I'm working on it. And uh, for you youngsters out there, again, I'm not trying to be your role model. And if your parents allow you to watch this show, then they're letting you watch it because the good definitely outweighs any of the bad. And this show is definitely helpful for people from ages 15 all the way up to ages 100. So just know that uh, I get a lot of hate mail because of this stuff. But I wanted to address it real quick. And I even have, if you want, if you want I even have every single verse that I could find where Jesus was calling people names. Okay? So I just want to say I'm sorry for anybody who's, uh, who's, who doesn't want to watch the show anymore. I get it. It is what it is. But I was glad when you were here. And if you donated to the show, I want to thank you for that. However, Live from America is going to continue, and I'm going to kick it into high gear like I promised yesterday. So I hope you're all okay with that. And having said that, let's now come back from this commercial break and get right to the show, okay? I just had to address that real quick. I'm sorry if that uh, bothered anybody, but it is what it is. Here we go. And you are watching Real America's Voice News I want to thank you all very much for being here. Again, this is Live from America, and I'm Jeremy Harrell from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And if you're new to this show, welcome. It might not be a show for you. We laugh, we cry, we spread the gospel, we get angry, we have emotions, but you want to know something that's real, and that's human, and that's what we do here. So put your cups up for the first sip of the night. Here we go. Let's get into it. First and foremost, in retaliation for sanctions from the United States, Russia announces personal sanctions against Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, and many, many more. Let's get into the story because my interest was piqued at why these specific people were named as individual and personal sanctions from the country of Russia. The UK, US, and EU on Tuesday expanded economic and personal sanctions on Russian goods and key oligarchs. Russia responded today to the new sanctions by announcing personal sanctions against Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, and others. The European Union Council today imposed a fourth package of economic and individual sanctions, including restricting the export of luxury goods to Russia and banning new investments in Russia's energy sector. Sanctions also targeted key oligarchs, lobbyists, and and, uh, propagandists. Propagandists, because I'll say the best ones we have right here in the United States of America, pushing the Kremlin's narrative on the situation in Ukraine. The aim of the sanctions is that the is that President Putin stops his inhumane and senseless war. Joseph Burrell, high representative of the European Union for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy, said in a statement, the United Kingdom is expanding sanctions, targeting over 300 people, including former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev and oligarchs with an estimated worth of more than $94 billion. You mean what you guys spend in a weekend on nothing of our taxpayer dollars? You mean the money that you guys spend on those biolabs? That'll go quick. The United States is also expanding sanctions, including Russian Ministry of Defense officials. In retaliation for all of these sanctions today, from the United States, Russia's foreign minister has announced personal sanctions against President Joe Biden and many top administration officials, including Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. The sanctions are also targeting Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Well, I don't know how you're going to do that because... Uh, By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Where's Hunter? How are you going to find him to sanction him? And of course, former Secretary of State and failed, twice failed, presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. So my question to you, all of you freedom-thinking, um, patriotic, God-loving people is this. Why would Russia sanction those specific people. Now, I can understand Joe Biden. I could understand Lloyd Austin. I could understand Antony Blinken. Why? Because they're all active in the cabinet 
and all very and play very very vital roles in all of these sanctions against Russia. But to sanction Hillary Clinton and Hunter Biden. By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Where's Hunter? That seems odd to me. Unless, ladies and gentlemen, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Barack Hussein Obama, and many, many others, including the others like the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin and others, it it, it seems to me like they've all been in this Russia-Ukraine conflict for quite some time, as we've been exposing since February 28th. It seems to me that the same people mentioned in these individual and personal sanctions are the same exact people who have been making money hand over fist in Ukraine. Isn't that odd? Isn't that weird? Yeah, I think so too. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, they are now sanctioned by the US or the, the, the Russian government. I don't know what that means. I don't think they really care. Their objective is war, period. War, the Great Reset, transitioning from the oil and gas industry into electric and renewable energy, transitioning men to women, killing all men, killing babies, and just having women and men who think they're women live in perfect harmony in Woketopia globalist world. I don't know. It's crazy to me, too. But ladies and gentlemen, not everybody thinks so terribly of Joe Biden. No, no, no. Matter of fact, a Republican senator that most of us would call a rhino lately has been calling for the assassination of world leaders, has been calling for more war against Russia, which we definitely don't want because the people of both countries are just going to suffer tremendously. And um, you, might, you might even call him a rhino. Well, we're talking about Senator Lindsey Graham. Now, I came across something on the Internet the other day, and I was going to play it a few days ago, and I, th- I figured, you know what? Nah, I'll give it a break. I'm done talking about Lindsey Graham. But then Lindsey Graham came out yesterday and today and said even more stupid statements. So I decided I'd play something from Lindsey Graham that shows you exactly what he thinks of his best friend, Mr. Joe Biden. If you can't admire Joe Biden as a person, then it's probably you got a problem. <laughs> you need to do some self-evaluation because what's not to like? And uh, he's the nicest person I think I've ever met in politics. Is that right? He is as good a man as God ever created. He is as good as man as God has ever created, says Senator Lindsey Graham about Joe Biden. If you can't get along with Joe Biden, well, there's a problem. Really? Are you talking about as he's calling black people blafricans? As he's saying to black people, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Really? Sniffing people's hair, inappropriately touching people, saying the N-word throughout his career, Literally writing the bill that put African Americans in prison. Oh yeah, he's the nicest guy. Yeah, I can see that. I can see the kind of company that Lindsey Graham keeps around him. And apparently that's Joe Biden. So for that, folks, you know who's going to get it today. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. The Dumb Dumb Award of the Day goes to Senator Lindsey Graham. Boy, he's been racking up those dumb dumbs lately, huh? We ought to send him a whole box. We ought to find out where we can send an entire box of dumb dumbs to Lindsey Graham, and we ought to send them. Okay, one more story before this next commercial break. And as crazy as Lindsey Graham sitting in the backseat of a car talking about how he loves Joe Biden and he's one of his best friends and the greatest man God ever created, now we're going to go to the bizarre story of Elon Musk versus Vladimir Putin in a single match to the death. No, not to the death, but it sounds that stupid. Elon Musk and Vladimir Putin. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine Dana White sanctioning that and that being a UFC fight? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it probably will never happen as much as we would like to see it. And I would pay to watch that pay-per-view, by the way. But Elon Musk, as crazy as he is, challenges Vladimir Putin for a single combat with Ukraine as the prize. Oh, we are living in a clown world, folks. We're living, we're living in a crown world. Russia, uh, Russia's space agency actually responded and called Elon Musk a weakling. Tesla billionaire and SpaceX founder Elon Musk took shots at Vladimir Putin on Monday, challenging him to a single combat. And Ukraine is the prize. Let's get ready to rumble. In a viral tweet, Elon Musk challenged the president of, the, of Russia for a duel where the winner will take Ukraine. Musk then tweeted a follow-up 
posting a post tagging the Kremlin official account, questioning whether Putin, quote, accepts his fight. I have a feeling that Putin probably wrestles bears, probably like Khabib Nurmagomedov in the UFC. Kind of think he would wipe the floor with Elon Musk. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, I hereby challenge Vladimir Putin to a single combat. And the stake is Ukraine, he tweeted, adding, do you agree to this fight and tagged the Kremlin? <laughs> the Kremlin called him a weakling and basically just said, eh, Vladimir Putin did not respond, but the Russia, the head of Russia's space agency called Elon Musk a little devil and a weakling. And fighting with Musk would only be a waste of time. Look, I don't disagree with that. I like Elon Musk for a lot of reasons. There's things I don't agree with him, but I think it's funny that we're talking about this as it's news. While people are dying in the Ukraine, I could have chosen something else, but I thought, you know what? We live in an upside down clown world anyway. Why not participate once in a while and at least highlight something that I would pay to see? Anyway, folks, <laughs> we're going to take a quick commercial break when we come back from this break. Okay. Got a very special guest with us tonight. Uh, Antonio Sabato Jr. You might know him as, uh, you might see him on TV. You might have seen his modeling. You might have seen his political career. Either way, he's a patriot and he's a great American. We got him coming right up here on Real America's Voice News. So don't go anywhere. Stay right here. Stay locked and loaded. Grab yourself a, uh, a refill on your coffee. We got a lot more right after this. Right back. All right. Uh, Antonio, can you hear me, my friend? Hey, buddy. How you doing, my friend? Hey, it's good to see you. You know what? It's good to meet you, too. A lot of the times that I have people come on the show, um, they, this is the, it's the first time I've actually talked to them. We share text or we share email. But usually when they come on, like you're doing right now, it's the first time that I've ever nice even to spoken you, to them. So it's nice to meet you, sir. Yeah, you too, man. Nice to meet you. Very well. So let me, uh, let me just make sure that I've got everything set and ready here for you as we're on this commercial break. Now, we are still live for the, uh, for the social media audience. So if you want to say hi to them, they are listening. Oh, we are? Yes, oh, hi, are. everybody. God bless you all. Stay safe out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a rough, it's a rough world we're in right now, man. So definitely uh, prayers and, and, and staying safe and keeping your eye on, on, on in front of you, behind you, inside. I tell you what, man, I've never been so, I've never been so weary about bad things happening as I am like right now. I've never been scared or like, you know, like cringy and looking over my corner. I never had anybody follow me, but I got to tell you, when I walk out of work today, as opposed to four years ago, three years ago, I don't feel very good about this country and about the things that are happening. You see that you see sin corrupting people so badly that everybody's yeah. either mad, yelling on the phone. I watch people walk by my studio all day screaming at a person they're with, screaming on the phone at somebody, using profanities. I'm like, wow, this world is really decaying. It really is, man. Well, it starts from the family. It starts with having God first and your country and, and respect and dignity. And a lot of people have lost that because they want, uh, they want the free thing. You know, They want the government to take care of all their problems. And they want this disillusion that has been created by the media and Hollywood and everything else in between. So we kind of have to stick to our guns and go literally stick to our guns. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and go, listen, America is first. Our country is stands alone. And if we uh, let that go, that light of hope and freedom goes away, then we have nothing left. And uh, there's really nothing. I mean, look what happened. Well, I mean, look what's going on. We can talk for days about what's going on now in the last few years. Uh, I know things were great. Things were great. And then they stole an election. They stole an election in front of everybody's eyes. They took it away from the American people. And we're supposed to live with it and supposed to go on when they stole something from you. I don't know about you, but when they steal something from you, from your own house that you worked hard for, it doesn't feel good. And it does not. Um, it does not. And so we're, we're kind of staying, you know, and you have to understand that conservative people, people that love this country, whether you're a Democrat or, or a Republican, when you love this country first, you start thinking for yourself and go, hey, you know what? Um, what is going on here? You guys yeah. are disrespecting our land, disrespecting everything we worked so hard for, the people died for. Um, I know. And so look what happened. I, I know. Mean, look, the world is falling apart in a matter of like a year, two years. It's just, uh, but hey, at the end of the day, we're going to get ourselves back together and this country is going to survive whether we like it or not because we're going to do it. We're Amen, do my it. friend. All right, let's come back from this, uh, this break and let's get right into it. And, uh, you ready? I'm ready. Ready, man. Let's do wow. this. Here we go. All right. 
And welcome back, folks. This is live from America here on Real America's Voice News. And, uh, you know, it's, it's okay to say that it's your new favorite show. I mean, it would be my new favorite show, too. There's just too much awesomeness about this show, right? Talk about ever so humble. Anyway, we got a, we've got a very special guest this evening, uh, Mr. Antonio Sabato Jr., my friend. How are you? Welcome to Live from America. Hey, thank you, pal. Thank you for having me. It's an honor being here. I love everything you say. I think they should have you at least 24 hours con- continuously throughout the day. <laughs> I, I, think a lot, stop. I think a lot of people might get upset if I was if it was uh, the uh, Jeremy America's Voice News Network, but uh, I appreciate that, my friend. It doesn't matter what it's called. As long as you tell the truth, I love hey, that part of it. It's amen. Like 100% of truth. I love it. Hey, you know what's crazy about this? And you and you, uh, you, you. I, I, I woke up this morning. I saw you had messaged me on Instagram. You wanted, you know, said, "Hey, anytime you want me, you know, come on the show and, and have a conversation. I'd love to." And and yep. and what I said back to you was this: It's funny how God works on God's time, because before the show actually got as popular as it is now, I literally reached out to you through a few different avenues, and it, and I'm sure it never got to you, but I wanted to get you on the show so bad because I loved everything that you were doing, you know, leaving, you know, ha- ha- going through what you went through with Hollywood and, and, and then fighting for the country and running for office and all that. And, uh, you know, God wanted you to come on the show today. So here we are. Here we are. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how it works. Thank- um, yeah, thank you. I just saw you last night and I was like, and you were speaking uh, about everything you do every day and what's going on in the world. And I said, I agree with you 100%. And I love seeing that because, you know, we, we need to talk about the truth. There's only one truth. That's it. And uh, you spoke it last night and I really kind of uh, fell for it in a good way. And I just like I got I got I was compelled to call you. So I'm glad I did. Well, man, I appreciate that. I really do. And and and, and all glory to God for, for getting the show in front of your eyes. And that's how we win. Right. All boats rise and we work together. United. We stand divided. We fall. Um, I do want to uh, go through a series of questions that I put together here for you. You know, watching you over the years, being a fan of what you did, both in acting and, of course, you know, running for office and everything. I wanted to kind of take it back a little further because I did obviously, you know, look up, you know, some history on you that I didn't know. And one thing that I was surprised to find out is you were actually born in Italy and you came here in 1985. Okay, Correct. making you a legal immigrant and then, of course, a future uh, American patriot. Now, I also read that your mother was from Prague mm-hmm. and your dad was yeah. Italian born and that your mother and your yeah. grandmother was a Holocaust survivor. Now, Correct. I, now, not that I want to drum up any of these memories or any of that news or anything like that. It's not my intent. Uh-huh. My intent in doing this is you've seen firsthand or at least heard through through family you know, conversations and stories about communism, about dictators. About I've seen it all, my friend. Exactly. Listen, I was there. I was there in the in the 80s as a little boy in the 70s too. Remember when I was very very young, going to Prague and going going there and driving from Italy with my mom and my sister and my dad and and being surrounded by tanks, Russian soldiers everywhere, inspecting our car, taking stuff from our car, not returning it with guns, and not to mention the fact that my grandmother. You know, and this this I wrote in the book, uh, in my book, um, is that um, she fell in the hands of the Russians and the USSR and all, and all those times back then when when the Czech Republic was taken over in a matter of days and they had no choice by surrendering. Just what's going on right now in Ukraine. So I saw with my own eyes, my grandmother was shot by Russian soldiers. No, so I understand what's going on. I understand it very well. And I also knew it was going to happen because with the lack of leadership from the Americans, from our so-called president, who's an idiot, who belongs in an asylum away from everybody and definitely away from taking care of the greatest nation on earth. Amen. And so you have the leadership, the lack of leadership and um, around the world that started from the United States and it progressed and it took over this virus. <laughs> Funny enough, the real virus. Right. Uh, and now we're in this situation where we're about to see World War Three. The Chinese are waiting there to take over Taiwan. Okay, they're right there. And they're making deals with the Russians and the Iranians, and not to mention the North Koreans, and everything that's going on. And they send this so-called vice president in Poland to embarrass ourselves. I mean, I can walk, this is the truth. This is not about being a Democrat or a Republican. Both parties are both to blame. I, I am an independent. 
I am proud of being independent because I'm needed by both parties right now. Right. I don't need them for anything. And let's not forget, when Donald Trump was running again and he won that election, we all knew he won the last election and they took it away from us. Where were all those Republicans standing out for our president, exactly. for Mr. Trump? No one. No one. So when they talk, right, and, and it's a lot of people, and that's why I go off on this because I've seen it in the last few years, when President Trump was discarded, let's say when, when Fox announced everything they announced that night and they, they kind of ran this fake campaign and fake election and they announced President Biden as the next president, nobody cared about Trump anymore. But all these people made a lot of money on his name. They open up, they have shirts with his name, they have all this stuff. I never made a dime from Trump. I was the first celebrity to come out there and spoke for Trump because he was my guy. And I got ridiculed for it, whatever. And I don't want to bring out the past, but I never made a dime on Trump. I, I respected the man. So right now, I'm neither for neither parties. I am for the person. And the only one that can really kind of get us back on track is Trump because there's nobody else out there. So he's my guy in the next two years. Right now, he's somewhat running. You know, he's doing his, his, his amazing campaigns that people are going to see. And they need to see that because they need to see some sort of hope, something. But um, listen, th this world, you know, with COVID and all this mask lies and COVID injections and all this other stuff that's been going on and just the world being contaminated by so, so much negativity, I tend to believe that when we're confronted with that as Christians and followers of Jesus Christ, I say, listen, rise up, keep smiling and keep fighting because we have something to fight for. Amen. And as long as you have something to fight for, that's worth fighting for. And uh, family, God, country, all those good things that we love so much. And right now we took some things for granted. Yeah. We thought it was going to stay there forever. You know, we thought that things were going to, and that's not the case. Well, I mean, People wasn't it wasn't it Ronald alive. wasn't it Ronald Reagan who said we're one generation away from from communism? I mean, that's where and he was. I mean, were there ever more true words spoken by a president than that? Right Never. there. Now let's talk about that. You said you were the first celebrity, so you supported Donald Trump in 2016 as soon as he came down those escalators, said what he was yep. going to do. And by the way, right. I think you were the first of the. I think you were the freshman class of cancel culture. I think all yeah, right. of, everybody's right. talking about cancel culture now. And believe me, I've been cancel culture. But you, I think you were the freshman class of cancel culture because 2016, as an actor in Hollywood, supporting Trump when the whole world in unison turned against him because they knew what he was about to do. Tell us a little mm. bit about that cancel culture back then and what you've seen it metastasize into today. Oh, it's, it's, you know, you hear it in books, you hear it in documentaries, especially World War II when the Germans came in and took over. This is an example of just manipulation, a brain manipulation using, using, using the media and fashion, entertainment, and all that with the support of those people because they agreeing with you that there is a cancel culture situation that they build up on that. So they follow that, you know, and so you don't realize that you're falling away from reality. And so you, 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 you're living in this world that it's like the matrix, for example, it's not real. That's right. You can see it, you can maybe smell it, but you can't touch it. It's not there. And so because the media creates that. And, um, and when you lie so much, it's like if you lie a thousand times, it's still a lie. You know, and so that's what's going on. The truth is never the truth. Uh, there's no respect. Again, we're going back to respect and integrity and common sense. The you, you Utilizing your brain that God gave us to say, this doesn't make sense to me. Right. How, for example, Biden was able to win when he was never liked. He was never liked in politics. He was never liked as a vice president. He was never liked from anybody. But for all reason, whatever, we believe that this guy won and all the So it goes for the same kind of thing, you know, that they put this this picture. In front. It's like um, Clockwork Orange, you know, when they right. open their eyes. And, you know, it's it's those those times because we're on this mechanical thing, this computer, this iPhone, this thing that is just brainwashing us from reality. And so and then. You know, when we're paying gas right now, when we can't find stuff at the grocery store, when you can't travel somewhere, that's the reality that Trump and everybody else, you know, you knew it was coming, but you're like, hey, you know, whatever. I like, you know, whatever. We got to save the planet. We got to save the dolphins. We got to save the tunas or whatever it may be, the, the turtles. 
and people are dying. I and there's a war going. I know. And you can't find milk. And you can't, and $10 a gallon in Los Angeles right now. $10 a gallon. And people in, in LA and Hollywood are okay with it because they're making millions of dollars. So you have all these celebrities going, yeah, Biden is my president. Peace. Right. Love. Buy harmony. a Tesla. Buy a Tesla. Buy a Tesla. Yeah, everybody. Go out and drop 60 G's on a Tesla. I went, I went with my fiance the other day looking for a car. I went for a Toyota, Toyota dealership. And this is a RAV4, and it's called Prime, RAV4 Prime. You know how much they quoted me that car for? Oh. New one, right? $71,000 for here. Toyota Prime. Wow. I'm telling you, I was, I was ready to say, listen, this is a joke. This is crazy. We're going, we're going to uh, Venezuela right now. We're going to Caracas. That's right. We're going to be like Caracas. And if you don't know anything about Caracas, check it out how Venezuela has completely deteriorated right. from a communist and socialist country and destroyed their own people. You think it can happen here? Oh, oh yeah. Well, you know what? If, yeah. um, if there was no Donald Trump, Antonio, if there was no Donald Trump, we would, we would, be, we would be well. We probably would be there already if there was no You're Donald right. Trump. I mean, he gave them a four-year. I mean, he four, four years he screwed up their plans. We might be there yeah. already, but that's where we're heading. And you're right. It's a good thing we do have a Donald Trump, a Ron DeSantis after Donald Trump, those kind of people that are willing to stand up to these cancel culture losers and say, bring it. Because I'm not afraid. Bring bring some of that to this toxic masculinity. I'm afraid, I'm afraid. This is our lives, and our lives is very precious. And we have the greatest country in the world with the greatest laws. And all these people who get in government destroy everything. They, they destroy these people. And I'm not going to mention parties. People get, oh, you're talking about my party. It hurts my feeling. Listen, every city in this country, starting from Los Angeles, New York, every democratic, so-called democratic cities has been destroyed internally by the mayors, by all the locals and federal officials who are getting paid, like the Pelosi's and all these disgusting people who don't deserve to be taking care of anybody else because they take advantage. They're like leeches. And so I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it with my own eyes. And you see it right now. Just look around. Look around and see how this country is really coming together. So, hey. We well, got to stand strong for this, you know. I'm going to ask you one more question, and then and then and then we got to bounce. But uh, you ran for office. You were Hollywood. You were an actor. You're an amazing patriot. You're an immigrant. You 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 love this country. You're a good family man. You decided, hey, I'm going to get involved in politics. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you did that before everybody got off the couch and said, I need to do this. Right. Now right, that everybody's right. doing this. Now that everybody's getting invo- getting involved. You've ran for office. I've ran for office. We know what it's like. What advice in about a minute would you give to all those people that are running for office since you ran? What advice would you give them? Well, make sure you have your party backing you up 100 percent by giving you a lot of money, because if you have no money, you have no campaign, you have nothing. And it starts from money. And it's sad to say, because it shouldn't be about money, but it's just the political world. It's all about fame and money. It's about small talk and it's about meeting people. And uh, and at the end of the day, you're supposed to take care of your community. But. They all take the money and they all run with the money and they become famous because of this. It was never like that for me. So if I told somebody right now, I would say, hey, raise as much money. And if you have your own money, be willing to spend it. But uh, know what you're going into, because it's it's a business where you have to be fake 100 percent, 24 hours a day with a smile on your face. I certainly couldn't do it. Uh, but, you know, the Republican Party is coming to me, asking me every day, run for this, run for that. I tell you right now, nationally, whoever's watching this, and if you're coming from the Republican Party, if you want me to run for something, you better come with me with a deal, because I know in and out with a real good deal, because I know how to win. But if I don't have the party backing me up 100% and giving me exactly what I need, we can't win this, because it's it's it, the battle you're trying to win with your hot with your hands tied behind your back. It's tough. It's tough to do. So, but also at the end of the day, also more importantly. I want to be an American citizen. I want to contribute by being a better person every day Amen. To, to my fiance, to my kids, to my neighborhood, to my state of Florida, which I love dearly. And, um, and America, ultimately, I That's love right. this country so much. Well, sir, I, I think you're spot on. And here's my advice to anybody who's running. Do not be afraid. I know they've said it before against it, but do not be afraid to profess your love for God. Put a cross on your campaign sign. I don't care. You can't beat God. And there's no shame 
on being on that team. Antonio, God bless you, sir. Thank you for joining in today. I'll talk with you more offline. We'll set something up again. And if you ever need anything, my friend, you know where I am, okay? Thank you very much. I appreciate you, man. I also want to say I'll be in Alabama and Birmingham in May to do a movie, a wonderful movie, a picture called Grace by Night. It's a wonderful story. It's a rocky movie. I'm very proud of this film. And we're going to be in Alabama shooting this film for God. And uh, and, I want everybody to keep remembering that. Grace by night. Remember that name. Grace by night. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. And uh, keep safe, okay? All right. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Antonio Sabato Jr., somebody that uh, that I, I, I admire very much, and I had a great time uh, talking with him uh, today. So I hope you did as well. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to prompt me to take a commercial break because we're a little bit over time. We will be right back with more Live from America right after this. Please stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Got a lot more to come. Well, how did you guys like that? that? I thought that was, you know, it was number one. It was very surprising to get a uh, to get a message from Antonio to have him come on the show, um, and it lets me know that that no matter who you are, no matter what industry you work in, no matter where you live, what I'm saying on this show connects with people all around the world. And people are just clamoring and dying for the truth. When I say share, 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 I'm not just saying share because I want more views. I'm saying share because I want the word out there more. I want it out there more. And because of your sharing, people are reaching out to Live from America and asking to come on the show. And to me, that's, that means the world to me. That means the world to me. So I want to thank you all because I, I would imagine that it was you guys who made that happen, Cap'n. So thank you all very much. How did Antonio find your show? He basically said he came across it. I don't, I don't know if he was just scrolling and found it or if somebody sent it to him. I didn't get that far with him. I mean, it was pretty much like, let's get you on the show today. I got time, and we did. Um, wow, had no idea his, his views. Yeah, well, I, I did. I followed him when he was running, and, and, and I thought he was amazing then. What a nice surprise. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. That was so cool. Jeremy, great job, great interview. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate that. He's awesome. Loved Antonio back in the days. I love him now even more. Uh, Share the truth. Tremendous blessing. Yeah, you guys are all great. Thank you so much for saying kind things about him. And um, we really appreciate that. We really do. I knew knew having him come on would be a good thing, and that's why I asked him to come on. So we'll have him back on in the future. I thought it was a great interview. We'll probably do some stuff together. Either way. Thank you all for uh, for getting them on the show. Let's come back from this commercial break and get back into the show. Here we go. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Antonio Sabato Jr. What a great story his life is. Someday we'll have him on more of like a more of like an actual podcast setting where we'll have a good hour to sit and talk because I could hear I could hear him talk for for forever about the the experiences. Uh, that, that he's had in his life, uh, being born in Italy to a father who was also an actor, to a mother who was from Prague, half uh, Czech, half Jewish. Uh, his grandmother was a Holocaust survivor. They moved over here in 85. I mean, what a great story. Became a naturalized citizen, then became a citizen of the United States, uh, r- rose to Hollywood, and then ran for office. I mean, what a great story. Definitely make sure you guys get his book and uh, reach out to him and let him know on Instagram Messenger uh, how you like the interview. I'd appreciate that. Okay, so all over media, folks, we are hearing that Russia and and Putin are pure evil, not just for invading Ukraine, but the pure evil comes from them bombing, apparently, and we don't know if it's true or not because it's hard to tell. It really is hard to tell if it's true or not. But let's say Putin did bomb this hospital. And innocent people in this hospital died. If that is true, that is horrific. That is wrong. And that kind of sin is almost unforgivable. Although to God, nothing is unforgivable. But you understand what I'm saying. I'm trying to give you the severity of what bombing a hospital and killing innocent people would be. It would be pretty evil. You could be compared to a Hitler. You could be compared to a mass murderer or some kind of other evil uh, you know, evil demon on this planet. And I agree 100%. But if we're going to be honest and we're not going to be hypocritical, then if we are going to name Putin as 
an evil warmonger for blowing up a hospital, which, by the way, I agree, then we need to do the same exact thing to Barack Hussein Obama, and we need to do the exact same thing to Bill Clinton, folks. To Bill Clinton. Oh, and by the way, if we're going to talk about pure evil and innocent people dying and not helping them, then what about the 13 soldiers that died in Afghanistan? What about the thousands that were left behind to die? Is that not inhumane? Is that not wrong? Is that not evil to do as well? I would believe it is. I would believe it is. But what about the left's savior, their Lord and Savior, Barack Hussein Obama? Because he bombed seven years ago a Doctors Without Borders hospital that killed 43 people. And they're still recovering from that today. What about that? On October 3rd, last year, it was a six-year anniversary of repeated U.S. airstrikes destroyed the trauma hospital run by Doctors Without Borders in Kunduz, Afghanistan. 42 people were killed in the attack, including, including patients, caretakers, and MSF staff members. Even as the attack continued, colleagues fought for their lives and for the lives of their patients with extraordinary determination and courage. What about that? Is that not wrong? Is that not evil? Does that not fall under the same umbrella and the same category as saying Putin shooting and bombing a hospital? is evil, and you're a warmonger, and you're a war criminal, and you should answer for your crimes, why not what is good for the goose is good for the gander? Why are we not calling Barack Hussein Obama a terrorist? Because he did the same thing. What about Benghazi? What about all of the people that we left behind to die in Benghazi? Blamed it on a guy in the United States who made an animated cartoon and you threw him in prison for first and violated his First Amendment rights. What about him? Where's he? Does anybody know where that guy is? Does anybody know where the cartoonist is that they jailed, that Hillary Clinton had a hand in putting in jail because she blamed the attack in Benghazi on him? I mean, if you're going to blame it on something, blame it on something. Don't blame it on a guy in the United States who has every right in the world to make an animated cartoon about whatever he wants to without the threat of the Secretary of State and the United States government putting him in prison. Are we we just going to forget about all of this stuff? Or, again, what about the womanizer, the rapist, and I said it, Bill Clinton? What about him? He committed an act of terror and ordered the bombing of a Medicare factory, a medicine factory, excuse me, in Sudan. And the country is still recovering from that and has still not yet recovered fully. In 1998, Bill Clinton, the rapist, ordered the bombing of a medicine factory in Sudan. Before 14 cruise missiles turned into a heap of twisted steel and medical um, uh, demolition, The Al-Shifa factory in Khartoum was the largest manufacturer of medicines in all of Sudan, producing over a half of the country's pharmaceutical products and specializing in anti-malaria drugs. But on August 20th, 1998, the plant was pulverized, reduced to nothing but broken concrete and iron bars, leaving thousands of brown bottles of veterinary and other medicines littered across uh, across the sand. 14 years later, its wreckage remains a shrine to an incident that locals still refer to as a terrorist attack. What about that? Is that not the same that you are blaming Putin for? Look, ladies and gentlemen, I'm all for saying that that's evil because it is. I'm all for saying that that is a war crime, which I believe it is. But if we're going to do that, then we better be holding our officials accountable too. Michael Jackson made a song called Man in the Mirror. Ever heard it? Might want to listen to it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is getting absolutely ridiculous that we lose sight of some of the most recent events in our history because of the 24-hour news cycle and everything else. I would like to thank the special donors on Rumble Rants, by the way, who are sending in donations every time a troll says something stupid. 
That ought to shut them up. Make the show better. Thank you, Rosa. God bless. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's move from that and let's talk about some more radical Democrats, shall we? Because a radical Democrat PAC is getting ready to file a complaint with the FEC against President Donald Trump, and you'll never guess why, for not formally announcing his 2024 run. When you hear Donald Trump say the campaign laws are really weird, just just to know you'll be very, very happy. He says that because he's in fear of this kind of stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, the far left Democrat PAC is going to file this complaint because he hasn't said that he's going to run. More abuse from the crazy left. Democrat PAC accusing President Trump of breaking FEC commission finance laws because the president has not yet announced whether he's going to run in 2024. This is just the Democrats getting desperate, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know. Just so you know, Democrat Super PAC American Bridge accused Trump of breaking campaign finance laws on Monday because he hasn't yet formally announced whether he's going to run in 2024. We need to know. We need to put on our pink hats and we need to scream to the sky because we have TDS coming out of our ears. The group told the New York Times that it, it is filing a formal complaint with the FEC and using Trump's own words in the complaint. He should have to adhere in the law in a way that all other candidates do. Jessica Floyd, the group's president, said, when he says, I'm going to do it a third time, that's not flirting. That's more than a toe dip. Oh, no. <laughs> Democrats are mad, ladies and gentlemen. Democrats are throwing a fit. Democrats are screaming like little babies. Just another thing for them to be riled up and scared about. And I actually actually love it, folks. I love it. Look, we're going to take another commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. This is live from America. I appreciate you staying with me. We'll be right back right after this. Yeah, folks, they are scared. They're not happy at all. Hey, Rosa, thank you so very much for silencing that uh, troll. And by the way, if you don't silence him, we'll just keep getting bigger. I think that's a great idea. A dollar to a dollar train every single time. I know that's a weird way to bring in donations for the show, but it does let you know if you are a troll, man, I'm funding the show and giving them views. How stupid am I? How incredibly stupid can I be that I'm not only view, giving them views, but I'm also funding the show. Thank you. We appreciate that. We do. Uh, I want to go over to Getter real quick because I've not given the Getter family any love tonight. Ruby Hines is over there. How you doing, girl? Good to see you. Tootsie, thank you for joining in. Sharon T- uh, TX, good to see you. Brian Tharp, thank you very much. Look at that. Marita also gave $100 because of the trolls. Look at that. Ask for one, get 100. Ask and you shall receive, I guess. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. That'll go to good use to make Eli's job bigger, better, and more efficient. Bree K, if they're a troll, they're already considered stupid. <laughs> Ruby Hines says, way to go, trolls. Um, that's funny. Uh, Bama Lady says, hey, Jeremy, how you doing, Bama Lady? Good to see you. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. All right, we've got a few more minutes left, folks, so let's come back from this commercial break and let's get into something that I have been waiting for all night long. I can't wait for this. All right, let's bring this up. Oh, wrong one. Okay, there it is. All right, let's come back from this commercial break. Here we go. Folks, thank you very much for sticking around here on Live from America. I do appreciate it. Look, once in a while, once in a great while, we get blessed with red-pilling an ignorant Democrat or communist, whatever you want to call them. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to celebrate the red-pilling of one of the largest names on TV in, in, in Woketopia, and that's Trevor Noah from Comedy Central. Trevor Noah from Comedy Central trying to make sense of the absolute ridiculous COVID restrictions in the United States. And I think he woke up. I think Trevor Noah finally woke up. He might be red-pilled just for a minute. Let's find out. Restrictions are being lifted so quickly that things are getting a little confusing, you know? Like, for example, okay, right here in New York City, Mayor Eric Adams has lifted the rule that you have to be vaccinated to attend indoor events, okay? That's gone. But there is still a rule that you have to be vaccinated to go to your workplace. So if someone's job is at an indoor event, they can't go to work, but they can show up to work 
to watch their colleagues do their thing. Yeah, which is exactly what happened this weekend. A big matchup at Barclay Center with the Nets taking on the Knicks, but Kyrie Irving, who's ineligible to play in the city for failing to comply with the vaccine mandate for city workers, he might have stolen the show. He attended the game as a fan and watched his Nets win from the sidelines. He paid for a ticket, just like a regular person. Yeah, guys, I, I, I don't care, like, how COVID-compliant you are. This makes zero sense. Can we agree on that? Can we agree? What? So Kyrie can go inside, not wear a mask, even hug a teammate, but he cannot play. I don't get it, why? Does the ball have a weak immune system? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, just think about it, just think about it. Kyrie can't play, but he can sit in the stands, right? Like a fan. And then as a fan, what happens if he gets picked to take the half court shot to win the car? Can he do that? What are those rules? How does it work? Well, it sounds like he's starting to finally realize that COVID is nothing but a pile of crap. And he's right with everything he said. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for Live from America tonight. Look, God bless you. Thank you for joining in. There are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please go to JeremyHarrell.com. Become a donor if you find value in the show. Sign up for a Bible if you need one. Sign up for the newsletter. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. God bless. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we want.